don't know what I've been through Let me share my story with you All the things that he brought me through My stormy days and my rainy days You don't know all the tears I've cried The things I've kept bottled up inside Trying my best to be strong Waiting on God and holding on
That's right. Sometimes, you know, people just don't know what you're going through. and We don't always know what other people are going through. That song is so appropriate in this day and age and this time and what, everything that's happening to us right now. A lot of us are experiencing a lot of changes in our lives, and sometimes we just try to keep it to ourselves, and others may not know what we're going through. It can be difficult. It can be very hard. But I want you to know this morning that the, the Word tells us that we cannot give up. We must continue to endeavor to persevere. We must continue to move forward. Our strength is in the Lord, and that is in whom we place our trust this morning. Good mornings, New Beginnings Christian Center friends, family, guests, and those who are tuned in this morning to this message. I pray that God is continuing to walk with you, to stay by your side, and to keep you in perfect peace so that your strength is remains strong. You know, we go through a lot, and it's, it seems as though Everything that is happening right now is under scrutiny, is under criticism, especially God's people sometimes, you know, and criticism and, and the pressure that comes with can oftentimes cause us to want to change direction of course, or even sometimes to run and hide, you know, that fight or flight uh, oftentimes rears its head and the first thing most people try to do is to run away. But I want you to know that our God is still on the throne, and that he will show us that if we stand fast and we hold on to his unchanging hand, that we don't have to worry, we don't have to fear. We just have to learn how to deal with the, the things that come against us, those, those spirits, those people that try to come against us from time to time. You don't have to be afraid this morning. The message today, it comes from 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verses 7 through 18. And you see, it's one that Paul is trying to teach us this morning, that we can stand up against the pressures of criticism. We can stand up when people try to tell us that, you know, we're, we're wasting our time and we, 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 do, we shouldn't be following a God that has forgotten about us, that God has failed and failed us and he let us down. But we must always remember that that is never, ever going to happen. He said clearly in his word that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so you must know that you have not been forsaken. And he certainly for sure has not left you. When we look at this scripture, and if you have your Bibles handy, I want you to turn with me. Second Corinthians, the third chapter, verses seven through 18. And I'd like to read these verses because, you know, nobody likes to be criticized, but we need to understand and, and, and know that we have a strategy, a way to shrug it off. And that even when it occurs occasionally, sometimes in some situations, we even need to learn how to answer, to respond back to the criticisms that we face. We need to know how to respond in a way that also keeps us in the spirit, keeps us close to our Lord and Savior. And we don't lose sight of ourselves and who we are and whose we are. If your Bible's a hand and you have turned there, look with me as we read beginning at verse number seven, if you will, in the second Corinthians third chapter, verse seven. 
But if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stone, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away? How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious hath no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished, but their minds be blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil, untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, some might read that passage as we have just done, and I pray that God adds a blessing to the reading of his word. But some may read it and, and walk away confused as to what it's saying. And, and so that is why I chose not to avoid it today, but to, to, to cover this, this section of, of scripture so that we might talk about it a little bit, so that we might discuss, so that we might find edification and clarification and understanding in what the word of God says. You see, in 2 Corinthians, Paul is answering his critics, telling them that his message and his Savior are so glorious that he cannot help being bold. That the word that he is sharing with the people, the word that he is passing along, is so glorious, so mighty, so wonderful that because of the word, it allows him, it has afforded him the belief that he cannot be anything short of bold in delivering that word, in sharing those messages. And that's a wonderful message for us today because it can be one that empowers, one that lifts us up and causes us to see the power that we possessed in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
It's true when he says that you can do, we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. That means in that word, when we have that word in us, we have strength. We can endure these times. We can overcome the challenges. We're not becoming bored and tired and weak. We're not losing sight of our faith in these moments when it seems so dark. But we continue to remain positive and strong and mighty because of our word. You see, our message is super glorious. And why do I say super glorious? You see, because from verse 7 through 11, the old covenant was glorious. And that's to say that that Old Testament, the word that Moses brought down off that mountain was indeed glorious. But you need and you must understand this morning that the word that was given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is even more glorious or super glorious. The new covenant, the gospels, are super glorious. You see, Jesus came so that he could rectify, straighten out, clarify, and to allow us to, to finally begin to come close to the word and understand that the word wasn't simply for those who in the Old Testament could get near it and then would have to come forth and relay it, but that the word is a part of something that you yourself can have, that you can possess, that can be a part of your life. If that is what you choose to do. As Christians, we must believe that the word of God is for us. In other words, take it personally, make it yours, because that's what is intended. That's what Christ intended by coming and allowing us to have that word and to know that it's for us, ourselves, to possess. A super glorious word that is filled with hope, joy, love, salvation. Something that can lift you up on your darkest of days. Something that can move you to a better place when you're starting to feel down and, 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 and you're losing hope. That word can bring you out from that pit of despair and cause you to just push away all those doubts and fears. It can help provide the answers to all those questions that continue to plague you each and every day that you simply don't be able to find. You cannot find the answers for. Our message also, it, it gives us that boldness. We should be bold. He wants us to know that there is nothing to fear in sharing the word of God. That if we cannot be bold in sharing his word, it only means that we have yet to accept it within ourselves. That we first must believe. We must first believe. And in anything that you believe in, you can be bold about. You can be serious about. Paul says that when it comes to the gospel, I am assertive and bold. The reason being that I have a message that radiates with a glory far surpassing Moses' Moses's message of the law. 
Paul spoke with a, a bold spirit, a bold voice when he talked about his word because he knew that this was something that, albeit Moses gave us a great gift when he brought those that tablet down from the mountain. But it was further refined. It's been further enhanced and glorified and lifted and polished. And, and it's been presented to us to be our own. And we should be bold in allowing the world to know and to see that we're not just we're not just grateful as each of us should be, but we're proud and we're happy and we're excited because we have this word, because we know what it does for us in our lives and the lives of our families and, and our loved ones. We know it's a saving word. It's a healing word. It's a word that can bring prosperity and joy and happiness and love and peace and contentment into our lives. If we simply allow it to, to, to show through in us, to show through in us. You know how you know what it's like when you believe in something, when you're excited about something, it's not hard to, to be bold. It's not hard to get hyped up and to be excited. It's really easy to do. And that's the message each of us should be willing to share. You know, some might still feel as though the word has been veiled from them. And, and when the passage speaks about the word being veiled, you read the scriptures that we went through. Much of the Old Testament, it's written in a manner that a lot of people still really don't understand. They're beyond the stories that that we that we read about, that are that are clear for us to follow, the word, the message that really gets in depth into explaining what God was trying to say to the people, it was veiled, and that was that was really because. It was not open to everyone at that time. They had to rely on the priest, the chief priest. And, and even in Moses' day, they had to rely on Moses to bring down and to share what God wanted to, the people to know. So in other words, what they received was a, another version, a translation of what God intended them to have. And so there was always a veil. The word sat behind a veil, a curtain, and it wasn't openly seen. Well, we don't have those veils today. I pray that you're not veiling it yourself by keeping your Bibles closed or not even having your Bibles handy as we go through this word. For to do so is to continue to allow the word to be veiled to you. Is to allow yourself not to feel and to receive and to be to allow yourself to bask in the glory of the word because you're not opening up the word and allowing it to truly come into your life. I pray that's not the case this morning because you don't have to allow yourself to be veiled. You don't have to allow yourself to be subject to being veiled. You know, I always tell you, I've said it many times and I continue to say this, that, you know, I don't intend for you to just read your Bible, but you need to read your Bibles. And I mean, don't just read it for 
to, to see what the words are saying, but you must read for understanding, for discernment. You must pray for that, that truth that comes from the word, that, that understanding that only God can give to you. Those things that you will see when God, when you open your word and God begins to open your eyes and your heart and it's relayed to you. The spirit begins to speak to you and sometimes even through you to others. Remove the veil this morning, church. Remove whatever is keeping you from being in the word, immersed in the word, from growing and getting stronger, from developing it into a, a more powerful Christian. Remove those veils and allow this message to be that beginning, that new understanding. You see, our message is perpetually transforming us all the time. And it should be not, it's great that it transforms those who are tuning in, those who are listening. And I pray that you're not just holding on to it because not only should it be transforming us, but this word needs to transform others. And only we can allow that, can assist in that being helped successful in that transforming of the word as it works in other people. How can they learn? How can they know if no one, if you're not willing to teach it, if you're not willing to share it? You know, one of my favorite saying is that, that, that I've followed for a very long time and, I, and I've embraced it and I believe this. I've, I've always said that, that wisdom only has value. Education and wisdom only has value once you share it. Once you share it. You can be the smartest person in the world, but if you never share that wisdom, that knowledge, that information with someone outside of yourself, then what value does it have? Does Do you find value in simply walking around and boasting that I know what, you know, more than anyone, or I, I have more un education and understanding than anyone around me? but yet you do nothing with it. You don't share it. You don't use it for the edification and uplifting of others. You don't use it for the benefit of others. You don't use it to ensure that others can develop and grow through from you, from the experience of being near you. What good is that knowledge? What good is our reading of the word of God if we're not going to put it out there for other people to receive it as well? God gives it to us, not that we can so not so that we can keep it to ourselves, but He gives us what He gives to us. He blesses us in many ways, but He blesses you because He knows you're going to be a good steward. And I mean thereby that you're going to take what you receive and not just hoard it. You're not going to run off and dig a hole and bury it to try to treasure it and, and ensure that you don't lose it, but you're going to do something positive with it. You're going to go forth and share it. You're going to you're going to lift someone up. You're going to help someone who's struggling, who's down, who's hurting, who's suffering right now through the word of God and all else that he gives. As we behold Jesus, as we remember our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit performs in our hearts a special kind of work a perpetual work of sanctification. As we just sit and meditate on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, think about the sacrifice, think about the commitment, the dedication, 
think about the focus that he had and feel and embrace the sanctification, what it does to your spirit, making us more and more and more like him each and every day. The more we focus, the more we think about, the more we surround ourselves with that spirit, the better, the closer, the wiser, the stronger, the healthier, the happier we can become. You can have joy, you can have peace, you can have love through Jesus Christ, in Christ, just simply by meditating on the word, on him, transforming ourselves. Just like it said in the word, transforming us from glory to glory, moving you from what you received when you were little children, when you were in as young adults coming up in the church and you were just receiving the early parts of, of your understanding of the word to something that's greater, more beneficial to you. From glory to glory, ensuring that your growth has not been stunted. It hasn't been stifled and it hasn't been stopped. From glory to glory, that you continue to grow stronger with each passing day that you lose that fear of someone watching you or, or looking down on you with shame because you're a Christian and a believer from glory to glory, that you all are able to not only bring joy and happiness to yourself, but you can share with others. You can speak the word to someone and, and change a life today from glory to glory, that, you've, that you transform in just a matter of moments something that has it seemed impossible seemed as, as though it was it was outside of your reach and suddenly it becomes very attainable that transformation can happen to each and every one of us if we're willing to accept it you see when we face the pressures of criticism and we stand firm in our beliefs in the message in the word, the gospel, it lets the light that is within you shine. And as that light shines, it's not in order that it may amplify or show a greater image of you, but that it shows the greater image of Christ in you, that he receives all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. That as Jesus within you transforms you from the inside out, it begins to show. It begins to shine. You become a strong and powerful beacon in what is becoming a dark and dreary world. Be that today. Be that light that uplifts be that lantern on a hill and don't allow anyone to place you under a basket. Allow yourself to shine. Bless someone with the word as you consume more and more of it each and every day. I pray that God blesses you. I pray that this word blesses you and it blesses your family. And that you find peace, that you find joy, love, health, strength, and redemption. And truly, most of all, a new understanding and receipt 
of sanctification in your life as you become more and more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May you continue to stay close in his embrace, in the comforting arms of his care. For you and your family, this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, and may you be blessed.